Uh, one of the things when we were planning this um, podcast, it was a little while ago, one of the words that you brought up, uh, it was accountability and it's something you want to create within the workforce. Uh, it stands out for me, something that we believe in here. So I guess, you know, could you explain to us how, how would you go about creating accountability within that team? Yeah, sure. I mean, back in the day, we, you know, we, we'd read uh, Dan Pink's Drive and we were kind of leaning hard into autonomy, mastery and purpose. But I think in retrospect, we probably forgot um, about accountability. And you, you could argue that it's kind of already there. It's implicit within purpose. But we found that without um, a more explicit definition, you can end up in some pretty weird places with multiple hosting environments, many versions of a PaaS, of a CMS, different languages, design patterns, and so on. And the argument thrown back at you actually can be pretty compelling because it's, well, hold on a minute. You've given me the autonomy to choose the, the process, tools that I used to do deliver my solutions and that's autonomy in action right so i'm exercising i'm exercising my right to choose and by the way uh and this is the the bit that is the subtext in brackets maybe i'm going to choose to solve some more intellectually challenging technology problems over some fairly boring customer problems and if that's a scenario you're going to get some pretty undesirable outcomes increased tco um, impaired workforce mobility, reduced revenue, none of which are usually towards the top of a company's wish list. So what I found is really helpful is to be a bit more explicit to, about the guardrails that constitute accountability. And that helps the teams themselves, their managers, the execs, basically it helps everyone. So I'm talking about things here like the immune system, a wrapper you can put around your product and services to make sure that it at least meets the basic customer expectation, covering things like cross-browser testing, page speed, secure coding, monitoring, alerting. You can be quite explicit about the build it, run it, own it philosophy. Make it clear that the team's accountable for the code that they write. And you can use things like tech radars to inform technology choices and clarify that organizationally, maybe multiple versions of a PaaS isn't really a cool place to be. And obviously, if you can ask the community to develop these guardrails, it really helps build an understanding and builds adoption of them. That's great. No, it's something that I think it's, it's, it's a massive value for me and anyone that I hire. Uh, just out of interest, is there, is there a way in which you can identify that in the process of recruitment? Is there any any way that you would throw in a bit of a curveball there, be able to figure out a way of using that it's more for me <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly the listeners well i don't have a magic solution but i think it's always interesting to explore what does accountability mean to mean to them as an individual yeah um you know does it incorporate organizational and customer goals as well as technology goals uh and if it does how do they kind of measure and exercise that in their kind of current role i don't think there's a a magic solution to it but mm. that's probably where i'd start the conversation yeah. i'll take note of that and use that we are we are hiring at the moment so i'll start to implement that into as a, as a question in my in my process um one of the things that you've obviously spoken about as well is is building career uh, career build a career framework so how, how do you go how do you plan to build a career framework and how does the company know if you're getting it right yeah, I think, well, career frameworks, it's it's quite an interesting topic. I mean, I think some of the top wants that technologists have always expressed to me is they want mastery, fine. Um, they also want really accelerated career progression. And 
the first of those may involve, I guess, more lateral growth. Maybe it's about learning new languages, tools or processes. The second is probably a more traditional view of ascending a career ladder all the way to its pinnacle of world domination or something. So, by the way, I think, you know, we often try to create career frameworks with really good intention, but find them surprisingly difficult to implement and really even more difficult to institutionalize. And a question I always kind of ask myself is, do you actually need one? How do you know if you need one? And I haven't found an answer again to that. I've not found an algorithm that's going to spit out an answer. But at Barnick, career growth, seniority, fancier job titles, to be frank, they've all become an active conversation. So I therefore deduce that it is now time for us to lean into um, creating a career framework. And there's, I think, four things that I found to be quite useful when trying to create a framework. Firstly, is not necessarily seeing it as a linear thing. It's really more of a pathway than a rocket ascent into orbit. And it's okay to stop off along the way and take a look around uh, in a different team or a different technology. It's also about, I think, behaviours as much as it is about technical skills. You know, as Netflix famously put it, there's no room for brilliant jerks. And it's it's also about being a good teammate and developing really great communication, co-working and influencing skills. I think also, thirdly, you know, don't try and write it all down. I've seen career frameworks that are effectively uh, multidimensional spreadsheet models. And step one of the framework almost becomes understand and get familiar with the framework, learn to navigate it. So you're going to have to keep things simple and really tolerate a high degree of ambiguity. And then finally, you know, use the wisdom of the crowd. Rather than seeing the framework as something that you might engage with if you want to get promoted, be active and be transparent. If, for example, you and every member of the team are willing to share their actual and desired position on the framework, what you've just created is a support network for mutual success. And yes, you can look at things like length of service and number of internal moves and promotions as a way to measure the success of a career framework. But for me, I think the final point really indicates that your career framework may be working. 